Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. And also joining us this week, we what? have a guest. Yes. <laughs> we have Barney coming from Powerhoof. Powerhoof? Powerhoof. Powerhoof, yep. Powerhoof. There you go. I knew I'd get that wrong. Uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome to Bitstorm. Uh, yeah, hi. How's it going? Good, good. good. Uh, do you want to tell our audience just a, a brief bit about who you are, where you work, what you do? Uh, sure. Uh, so, yeah, we have a little games company called Powerhoof, which is uh, two of us. Uh, we we used to work at, uh, I guess what was what was called AAA in Australia, but it was you know not not the most inspiring uh, sort of stuff. And so maybe four years ago now, uh, m- myself and my mate Dave uh, quit, thinking uh, we'll maybe spend a year have a go at making a game that we actually care about, and then you know it'll be a failure and we'll go and beg for our old jobs back. Um, but that's like, yeah, a good four or maybe even five years ago now and we haven't begged for our jobs here back yet. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty stoked. That's awesome. And so, yeah, the, the, the two games you've been working on or have released are Crawl and Regular Human Basketball. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the, the first game was, was Crawl, which was yep. a, a dungeon-crawling uh, game that's local multiplayer where all the monsters and traps in the dungeon are controlled by the other players sitting next to you on the couch. Uh, and that was our kind of starting-out idea that we were like, you know, oh, maybe this will take four months or five months. We'll just do a tiny little starting <laughs> game to test this out. and then, oh, I know how that goes. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> you know, full four years of development. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah. It's a super it's a super fun game. We played a bunch of it at our last uh, boys weekend, which is the the time we get together to actually get do catch catch games. Yeah, but, awesome. Um, yeah, it's great. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we we've been really surprised how many people uh, are are doing that these days, uh, actually organizing to get people together. Oh, um, it's great. Like look, we we grew up around land parties and stuff and I miss that so much. So when we can, we do still get together and, and sit, jump on a couch and, and play play some local co-op stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was just lucky enough to um, grow up with... Uh, my aunt had eight kids, and we, we kind of lived mm-hmm. with them for quite a while. Uh, but so generally, we'd go around to their place and have, you know, always at least another two or three kids to, to play games with. Yeah, um, nice. And so, yeah, my... My kind of idea of multiplayer gaming is always imagining a bunch of people actually sitting there around you, but totally. it's a hassle to you know it can be a huge hassle to organise now like now we're grown ups so we're yeah. all grown ups <laughs> yeah <laughs> some, some of yeah. us have kids and jobs and other things oh I know. yeah it's hard so we're gonna uh, just do something a little bit new on this episode because we haven't had a game dev on for a while uh, this show is is all about that sort of moment of inspiration coming up with an idea. And, you know, we obviously use the random word generator to help that. But do you have a moment in either for crawl or regular human basketball, do you recall the moment where that sort of idea struck and with you and Dave and you kind of couldn't, couldn't stop talking about it and, you know, just wanted to, to keep fleshing it out and, and, and just thinking of that initial sort of, yeah, I don't know, that light bulb moment. I mean, the, the, the really the moment uh, of that with, with Crawl was just we, we sort of had a little multiplayer game jam thing going and I just thought, oh, I really want to make a little dungeon crawler, but I don't know, I, I wouldn't 
be able to make any AI or anything in time. So if mm. I got the other people to control the monsters, I could probably get like <laughs> a whole lot of that going with like, pra- you know, like hardly any work. Um, and that was really, <laughs> that was really all it came from. And, <laughs> and that was, um, it, it was, I think it was probably when we actually went around and, and played the game and it was, it was just miraculously a lot more fun than it had any right to be considering how little work actually went into that first prototype. We were like, damn, I guess, I guess the other people are just creating all the fun and the game doesn't really have to do anything. This is great. Fantastic. That's good. Yeah. No game, game jams are good for that. Trevor and I did our first game jam together at the global game jam this year. Ah, We had had a lot of fun. You were camping out in the, in the space and everything or. Yeah, we did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've never tried that. That's uh, (laughs) it seems a bit intimidating to me, but I'm, I am keen to check it out sometime. It was fun. It was fun. (laughs) All right. Well, I think we'll get into click pitch. Um, so for those who haven't listened before, Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, we will each click refresh and get a new word. And we'll take those three words tonight and mash them together into a game design. Just riff off it and see what comes to us and <laughs> hope it turns into something good. And don't worry about any of the bad ones we throw away on the, <laughs> in the uh, cutting room floor. So. <laughs> Uh, what's what's the what's no the legality sure. if I if I uh, steal one of these and no turn go it ahead into- <laughs> yes absolutely we we encourage it <laughs> awesome <laughs> as long as there's some credit you know <laughs> yeah okay three two one click mm, okay I got suffocation uh, I got official reading <laughs> official reading suffocation mm. okay so I mean we could take suffocation. Literally, or we could have it some, like, some sort of compression, compressing, um, feeling suffocated in a relationship. I mean, I'm, I'm almost seeing this as, as it's a official will reading and someone okay. suffocates mm. in this, at, um, at, at the, the will reading. reading. Yes. Or it could be that the person who died suffocated. Yes. As well. So, All right. yeah, okay. I like the <laughs> idea of a will reading. <laughs> How do we turn that into a game? Or it, it, it could be sort of a narrative thing. I mean, a will reading thing, uh, sorry, sorry, could, no, no, be, no, go ahead. Yeah. could be a bit of a Jackbox uh, sort of party pack style thing where you're, uh, you know, you've got to construct, construct a will out of some, some junk that you've, uh, that you've got randomly coming up on your screen and then the other people judge you on, uh, you know, who, who had the best will for the, uh, for the, whatever the, the random generated character or whatever was. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could, or it could even be some sort of, cause I think, did they do one where you like bid on each other's art? It could kind of be something like that where you, the players are all the people who are listening to the will reading. Yeah. And they have to do, yeah, they have to do something private on there. There's like negotiations over who gets what. Yeah. <laughs> with the will sort of being, or yeah, I don't know. That's Battling some interesting who stuff gets, there. Yeah. <laughs> who gets the best stuff? Yeah, it's like grandma suffocated, <laughs> and <laughs> or maybe it's that she didn't have a will, and so they're reading out all the different things that, like, all her all her um, possessions. And so, you know, yeah, it's negotiating for who, who gets her pearls and, and who gets her TV. And <laughs> yeah. Or maybe she's, um, she's written up some fairly oblique kind of rules for, uh, for, 
you know, oh, what, yeah. why a person like, instead of saying this just goes to Johnny, it's like, oh, this goes to, you know, my favorite strongest uh, <laughs> relative. And then they've got to somehow try and sort of battle to show that they're, they're the one who fits that rule. Oh, that's good. Because then the other people can judge as well. Yeah. Like maybe it's a sort of uh, where they pit two people against each other and yeah, they, you have to somehow come up with something that says, yeah, like a, a cards against humanity sort of thing where they'll mm. each sort of put out their, their proposal and then the person who's taking the cards that round or whatever will yep. choose. Yep. Yep. We'll this choose. guy would yeah. definitely win. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's some interesting stuff you could do there. Cause you could really, yeah, have each person be a character and maybe you can affect the way the character looks or, or. I don't know, animates on the screen or something. Mm. I really, I really like just that mechanic in general of the Jackbox thing because it's very like hidden knowledge. You're, I, yeah, you I, have each character have hidden knowledge and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. And, yeah, and definitely. the idea that everyone has to really be in the same room, but they can all be on their phones and, and then you've got that sort of couch co op thing happening, but it's also. Yeah. Um, well, everyone so has their own controller, experience. basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I like being able, I, I, I really like the, the, I guess Cards Against Humanity and a whole bunch of other games do this thing where you're just using the humans to judge something really esoteric that, you know, you couldn't really, uh, program conditions to analyze people's answers, but you can easily get a person just go, yep, yep, I like this one more. This fits it better. Uh, and so you can do more kind of, mushy gray silly kind of human-ish <laughs> things yeah uh, and still have a very clear like point system and and you know uh yeah progress towards winning yeah oh, okay cool. so so it could also be um like you were saying before about you trying to to win by by matching the description that's in the will uh yep. at the end of the at the end of the the game uh basically you could have it that you're tallying up all the um, all the dollars, the dollar values to see who actually won in gra- yeah. like from yeah, Grandma's yeah. will. Well, I wonder if what it could be then, because I'm trying to, I was trying to think of how, like, how do you pit these things against each other? Maybe every person has sort of a deck of cards, or the, where each one is maybe an event or something like something that happened between them and the person and the, and the grandmother. Where it's just sort of a little, it could even be a little animation or just a, an image with a text description or something. And so, yeah, when she says, when she says, you know, my, my pearls go to my my strongest nephew. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, that knocks out a couple of people because they, you know, they can't claim their nephews, but yeah. but they can then put forward maybe even a combination of well, these two things that happened with me and Gran. Uh, prove that she'd think I was the strongest and the yeah, other person sort yeah, of has exactly. to put others forward. And then, yeah, then everyone gets to vote on which of those um, actually fits that criteria best. But, of yeah. course, each card could fit multiple criteria. So, if you use up, you know, you use up one card that could work better later for something that was worth more or something like yeah. that. Mm. But, of course, you don't know what they're worth like, <laughs> until the until the very end when it actually you find out that the pearls were plastic and... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, there's, like, a valuing kind of, uh, I guess, yep. like, mode at the end where you yeah. get them all valued and realise, yep, that was, the be- that the was beaten up old The beaten up old uh, music box had a whole set of Rare Magic the Gathering cards in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I guess if there's some way that you're kind of, uh, like, gambling your gambling on which ones you think are going to be more valuable. Maybe you can only use your cards once or something. So you're like, mm. oh, I've got this good card. 
should I use it on this? Uh, yeah, on this. Oh, I don't know, actually, maybe keep keeping the cards across the board because I think coming up with different interpretations of the use of a card is probably a lot of the fun. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe it goes back into a pool and you and you'd like deal or you mm. um, you draw each round or something. Yeah, um, this could even actually be just a regular card game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> T- totally. <laughs> and, and and the person who who's selecting is called the executor. <laughs> the executor yeah, of yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like the idea of this as a Jackbox thing because you could do a lot of fun little animations and. Um, yeah. I actually really like that idea again of that Jackbox model sort of being a card game enhancer. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could just have very regular sort of card game mechanics, but because you've got a computer there that's doing stuff, um, yeah. you could really animate things and make it really interesting. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. There, there's a lot of like the sort of esoteric things of um, saying, oh, you know, you once, you once fed like auntie's dog or something, and then you arguing for, oh, well, that means I was strong because of this, or that means whatever. Mm. The, uh, the Jackbox thing allows you to maybe have like drawing and things on the screen go into that. So it could be like, oh, this is a picture of you. And it can just throw up a randomized picture of <laughs> some kid. And yeah. then you've got to go, oh, why does that kid display that he's strong? And like, oh, well, he's, you know, like red T-shirt. You have to actually argue it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you could use the the, the screen and a lot of visual things there. Mm, totally. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that yeah. idea. I like cool. it a lot. <laughs> Let's All click right. again. Let's <laughs> click again. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> Vent. Uh, access. Well, sensible. Okay. <laughs> sensible vent access. <laughs> <laughs> so this, I mean, this instantly just sounds like some sort of stealth game where you just have to be incredibly, incredibly self, uh, like safety aware and sensible. Yeah. And I think you're there for a, leg- I think you're there for a legitimate reason. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're, you're the like HVAC, uh, <laughs> like repair man, but there's a meeting going on with you. So you just have to be really quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I could, I could feel this. Uh, we we have a tendency to go towards VR games. Okay. Um, so I feel like the, <laughs> I feel like you c- just to create really create that claustrophobic sense of being in the vents and make them have to do the sort of army crawl movement to get through the vents. Like yep. that's how you move forward. Um, it's really difficult to go backwards. You can't see what's behind you, but there's events everywhere. So you can kind of, you can get a lay of the land and a, and a sense of where you are. Um, I, I'm now picturing that you have to physically lay down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going to force them. Yep. All right. Maybe you can be uh, judged because the thing will be sensing your posture to some extent you can be judged on how sensible your posture and your uh you know your style of how uh you know, how not- good it was for your back and all those sorts yeah, of things yeah that's not ergonomically a correct way to crawl through vents yeah you're not laying down on your stomach <laughs> your head is now intersecting with the vent <laughs> yeah that's not sensible at all <laughs> uh, so what what are you what are your goals then i mean mm. other than fixing the air conditioning. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I guess maybe that is your goal, but what are your obstacles? Mm. There's an alien in the vent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's start with rats and we'll, we'll build up to aliens. Mm. For the hard Yeah, yeah. And you're actually on a spaceship. In typical RPG style, start with, start with rats, kill yeah, some rats, a- and then... <laughs> I like, yeah, I like the idea of... Well, maybe it is a more sci-fi thing. 
because that could that could give us some interesting tools and stuff where you have to kind of figure out what these weird sci-fi future tools look like but you're still just you know the air conditioning repairman <laughs> um you, you're, you're the person on a spaceship who has to deal with the ventilation uh and you know that's a huge thing on a spaceship i imagine yeah uh, and also, it brings the risk of venting all of the oxygen into space yes. and killing your entire crew. Yeah. Ups you, the using the laser cutter bit. at the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and then, yeah, that brings in the idea of, of aliens in the vents uh, are a bit more uh, in, in in fiction. Yeah. Well, that I'm, ju- I'm just picturing how claustrophobic the whole thing is actually going to be. And... You're really not going to want to be in there for very long. So, <laughs> no, I, I think that's the idea. It's going to get an extreme on that like comfort level thing in the in the <laughs> VR store or whatever. No, I, I think I, I don't know. It's just got some interesting mechanics that you could play with there. Yeah, and VR is so ripe for for new uh, ways of doing things. As soon as there's any discussion of VR, I just go into this death spiral of worrying about how you move around, how are you supposed to move around <laughs> in there, and, you know, all these un- unsolved uh, movement, <laughs> movement well, issues. Well, so I'm like, with oh. crawling, it's literally you move the hand forward and you yeah. you hold down the trigger and you you pull yourself forward and you just yeah. have that sort, of, that sort of movement happening. I think that's how you do it, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an interesting experiment to try, <laughs> yeah. to tr- see whether that movement... Yeah, you know, we don't we don't worry about like the actual logistics of the <laughs> I know, ideas, I know. <laughs> but just yeah, it sends me into yeah. this kind of <laughs> just <laughs> pondering and uh, yeah, kind of nope, this is a bad idea. Nope, that's a bad idea. Nope, that's a bad idea. <laughs> so the the other thing I would like to see is some like uh, eavesdropping missions that you oh, have okay. to be very quiet going through. But the Trevor, vent. is that is that sensible? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Maybe you get judged on your sensibleness. Yeah, I think that's that's where I'd like to see. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, that maybe maybe you are uh, a spy and you do have to do some over the top stuff. Yeah. But there's also someone at the bureau who's really serious about this being above board and very sensible. And so you're trying to balance mm. performing these death defying kind of stunt, uh, you know, spy stunts, and also remaining extremely sensible. And there's some criteria for your sensibleness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, somehow you have to trick them into signing a waiver for being recorded, <laughs> like their conversation being recorded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you just slip the piece of paper out of vent. Sign this, please. <laughs> this is just your little waiver, just to make sure that you, you're fine with me recording that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, fixing the ventilation. <laughs> uh, that's good. All right, I think let's click again. Three to one click. Logic. Answer. Payoff. Ooh. Could be, yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, kind of puzzle-type games, really. Yeah, it might be because I've been playing Mafia 3, but Payoff makes me think of, like, protection. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, logic answer. So, mm. maybe, you, maybe you're a part of the Vulcan Mafia. <laughs> you're trying to get answers you're trying to get answers for who yeah. killed C- C- um, Cavini <laughs> <laughs> how would that work well, organised crime in the Star Trek universe could be interesting <laughs> mm. 
Well, maybe in, instead of paying them to put pressure on people, you're paying them to make sure all the answers are very logical and above board for your well, maybe uh, that's Vulcan how- sensibilities. Yeah, well, maybe that's how you get answers out of people. You have to, like, trap them in these logic traps because <laughs> it's all other Vulcans and yeah. they're trying to hide things, but you, you have to convince them how the most logical path forward is to spill your guts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Also, I like the idea that this is the other side of the game we just made, and these are, <laughs> and these are the conversations that the, the spy is eavesdropping. On. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, oh, this oh, this God. also could be your your like some muscle, you know, hired to um to extract answers from someone, um, but instead of torturing them, you you're sworn to only use logic because mm-hmm. you're a Vulcan or, Pacifist, or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess how could this work from a gameplay point of view? Because I, I feel like dialogue trees. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like there could be a little bit of uh, Phoenix Wright, I suppose. There's a yeah. Um, there's that whole thing of kind of catching someone in a lie or um, just picking the right thing. Yeah, in a dialogue tree, I guess. But but sort of having to remember previous information. Where you're, yeah, yeah, there's you're a lot of, of catching watching people. Uh, I mean, it could be it could be a uh, uh, FMV game where you're just watching sort of cheesy recordings of uh, Star Trek style guys with stuff glued to their foreheads that are pretending to be aliens. <laughs> that you're trying to you're trying to pause it and kind of spot them at points where they've said something contradictory. <laughs> yeah, a bit of uh, her story in there, like mm. kind of watching the videos and catching the the logical fallacies and things. Yeah, uh, that could be interesting for sure. Definitely. I feel like we need to go into a bit more of the characters in this one. Like what? Like what does what does a Vulcan Mavia look like? What do they do? Are they <laughs> are they are they rebelling against logic? Presumably not, because um, this is how you're trapping them. So maybe it's just that through some manner of argument, they've come to the logical conclusion that they must shake people down for money and. <laughs> Yeah, I think in a society where people are generally a bit more violent, the uh, the mafia, you know, uses violence to get their way. But in this logical society, they're just, like, much more logical and they use the most, like, strong-armed form of logic to to just force people to do what they want, you know? Just go around convincing people that the logical part is to give us all yeah. your money. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just the most like brutal kind of form of logic that you know totally. most people wouldn't most falcons wouldn't stoop that low. Well, logic <laughs> logically you don't want your legs broken, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so logically you give me all your money and this this bat doesn't come in contact with your knees. <laughs> Look, we're pacifists, but that's why we have a Klingon with us. <laughs> yeah, and like logically <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Uh, connecting. Expedition. Thinning. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I mean, expeditions generally have a lot of thinning, right? A lot of starving. Yeah. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking. Uh, uh, you're up a uh, Mount Everest or something on a on an expedition. Mm. See, I was taking thinning as in you start out with a with a large group of people and it gradually thins down to one or two people <laughs> left. Yeah, well, that's well, also that a classic expedition uh, mm-hmm. uh, trope. So it's but so, a, it's what about connecting, though? How does that? Uh, the wrist bone connects to <laughs> bone. The tasty human flesh connects to my fork. Uh, 
I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe the gameplay can involve trying to make some connections to avoid your your group thinning out uh, in terms of starving and in terms of many of them dying. Actually, that's a that's an interesting interesting point in that you could explore the relationship dynamics Ooh. between a group like that. You're making emotional connections yeah. so that when it comes to decide <laughs> who dies next to feed the group. <laughs> You, yeah, you have to like have made good connections with the right people. Okay, so it's now just turned into like a twelve-person PUBG, but instead <laughs> yeah. you're you're, um, you're having to talk to people, and if you don't make a good enough connection within the within the five oh, minutes yes. before the next person gets chosen, <laughs> so it's just like um, power friending to uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like speed dating, but yeah. speed friending. Yeah, this could this could almost be a good in person game. I feel like this would work well as a, a like corporate retreat icebreaker. Yeah, I mean this is this is very uh, like Survivor and all those things, right? This is basically exactly what those games it basically are. Basically, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just we just like- put them in the in the cold on a mountain instead. Yeah, of- <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so it's Survivor the game. Um, yeah. so you got like mini games in between each one. I'm thinking like, you know, you got time for alliances, you got then time for the quick mini game and then it's voting and everyone votes at the same time as to who they, um, whoever won the mini game gets yeah. to choose, mm. um, who gets voted out of, of the other side. So it basically then becomes that, um, you could probably have a whole game going over in maybe 30 minutes or something like that. Yeah, well, what could be interesting here then? Because I assume we're thinking multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Because um, it makes the most sense around the voting and stuff. Again, from that going into the grey fuzziness of using people to to, <laughs> to, yeah. to, to make your gameplay. Uh, but it could be around having to get to the top of the mountain. The different characters have different skills. Yep. But there are also these these mini games where you have to work with one or two other people. And, you know, you could probably design them in such a way that depending on how you do in that game and the sort of behavior you have in that game, you'll either, you know, the other people working with you will either like you or dislike you. Um, And I'm actually thinking no other communication or no other, like no voice chat and stuff. I'm thinking it's literally just, you know, they've got a character, you know their name. And then so that when it comes to voting... It's like, all right, well, they're really strong, but they're also a real dick when we, you know, did that, f- like, starting the fire mini game because yeah. they, you know. <laughs> they were just teabagging me the entire time as I'm trying to light the fucking match. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, like you, need, you need some sort of forms of expression where you can make the make the connections, but. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm thinking emojis. Like, you yeah. can, you can oh, like, yeah, that- put happy faces and sad faces. and Yeah, just a few emotes and things, probably. Yeah. Uh, would be good, and then yeah, but but if it, if it comes to the point that well, we killed that guy off because he was a dick, but we got to a place in this procedurally generated mountain, of course, where we needed someone to pull us all up a rope, and yeah. we killed, we ate the strong guy because also he had a lot of muscle. Yeah, so I guess that, that would longer. be <laughs> part of the the thinning would be that well, you need to thin down the herd in order to uh, get fed and survive, yes. and so it's a tough balance between eating people to gain strength and actually connecting with them. Uh, I'm sure eating people would probably diminish the the connections with uh, the people that that person was connected <laughs> mm, with. Mm. Uh, and so you might need to use them for something 
you know, so you've got to be like, oh, no, we're not going to eat you or we won't eat your buddy, but, you know, we need you to do this to help us get up the mountain sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, there's an interesting web of of needs there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Like the need not to be eaten and the need to exactly. eat. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, is is there a role then? And look, the, uh, speaking of, of your game, Spiny, this is something that Crawl did so well. Is um, is there a role there for what the people do when after you've eaten them? Uh, because yep. I'm trying to think of like, you know, if, you, if you're starting with, yeah, 12 people or something, the first person to get eaten... What are they hanging around for? Well, maybe they've got a, a mini game to be digested and to uh, to really try and mess up the, uh, <laughs> the the system of the guy who's just eaten them. They can choose sort of whose digestive system. <laughs> and you could even, I mean, you could even sort of strategically, if you think you're going to get eaten, you know, you might have kind of cards on a few of these characters. So if you think he's going to get eaten, get him to do some really unhealthy stuff leading up to that so that he'll really mess up whoever's just eaten him afterwards. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so so I'm picturing that, uh, like, in Survivor, you've got an immunity idol. But, I mean, if someone's really, really sick, you're probably not going to want to kill him and eat him. So yeah. maybe it, oh, it's yes. like also. The, um, <laughs> the sickness immunity idol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so that's also a tough, like a good uh, risk reward of like, well, you want to be sick enough that no one wants to eat you, but not so sick that you die. Yeah, um, or you can't, you can't, or that your win the your sort of, game. <laughs> yeah, or that your skills, yeah, or that your skills can't be used effectively. Yeah, and then to uh, get to get one of your characters maybe secretly sick, but have him looking very fit and delicious <laughs> in some way because you know uh, they're going to pick you anyway, but it's going to give them all diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not going to... It's just you want to spite them. They're not going to make it to the top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking a la Crawl, you actually have um, the people who do get digested as well and <laughs> have to do their little things. They also control elements of the mini games. So, uh, yep. it sort of mm. becomes... The, they become the, the hand become of God. harder and harder the yeah. further, further you go because you get more people and more people It's basically the mountain is more haunted by the yep. angry souls of the, the freshly eaten exactly. friends. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> and again, you want to make those connections because you don't want the people who have died to be targeting to you. hate you too much yeah that's exactly. really good actually and yeah. that's a very good progression curve of you start with a whole lot of capable characters and and nothing to control all the hazards to be flung at you from the mountain mm. and then as you progress you've got less people capable of dealing with this stuff and much more hazards being flung at you from the mountain so uh yeah it's good yeah and possibly specifically you if you're yeah. an asshole yeah exactly <laughs> but so because as it gets down to you you've obviously almost definitely betrayed the most people so so trying yep. to con- make those best connections that you've somehow got on people's good sides, that they're not furious with you, and you've kind of tricked individuals into thinking, oh, no, this was kind of his plan for you to get eaten at that time, not me, you know, so that, yeah, everyone's not against you once you're- Yeah. I guess once you're the final person, they're probably all going to be yeah. against you. But, <laughs> yeah, if you're in the final two or three, you want the other people to be targeted above yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering what the what the fi- when you, when the final person reaches the summit or whatever, you know what what the winning mes- message is. You know how PUBG has winner winner chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's an appropriate one as well. I think climber climber, <laughs> not a whiner, because that's how you made the connections. Because you didn't whine at all about doing the jobs. Or winner winner human dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
That might be the name of the episode. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's click again. All right. Yeah, that was good. Three, two, one, click. Uh, I've got ordering. Observatory. Apparatus. Ooh, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's a pretty action-packed game right there. <laughs> 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 How many telescopes do you need? <laughs> yeah, what's in the budget? <laughs> now we can get two tall, two small telescopes. <laughs> well, I do have two eyes, so all right, I'll go yeah, with that. <laughs> get double the observing done. <laughs> two things at once. Yeah. So yeah, my mind definitely went to like some sort of. Sim observatory yeah, game definitely. where you're like placing down things you and work your way up in the observatory world, and you start off with a small budget, and you can only afford a little Tell bit of you stuff. S- but yeah, you-, you start off as you know a little girl on her back deck with a <laughs> with a cheap plastic telescope. Yeah, and work your way up into the big leagues of cutthroat observatory. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, politics. Well, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. that the observatory, you know, they have got a planetarium sort of thing so that you've got to, like, hire someone to actually talk about, you know, the stars and stuff within this planetarium and then you can have um, different management aspects as much as you know that I hate these sim games. <laughs> oh, I do. I'll Yeah. I was actually going to try to take it into a different direction if we could think of anything, but it yeah. sort of lend, lends itself to it so well. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Almost too well. Okay. All right. Well, let, let's let's think of something else because an observatory can also be like a type of room, right? You know, we'll all go to the observatory, isn't that? Yep, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that that makes me think of very much uh, the you know those old Cluedo and stuff like that. You yeah. Know, someone was uh, so someone's been killed. Oh, so Cluedo, you know, was all about oh, did he get killed with the candlestick? Did he get killed with this uh, in the observatory? So maybe this is a person who's ordering all this equipment for the observatory. In preparation for <laughs> someone being murdered, or, or trying to minimise how many people will inevitably be murdered with the with the various candlesticks, and and uh, to be honest, candlestick is the only one I can remember. I so. love that idea that they're just creating this apparatus out of, all, but but it's only created from yeah candlesticks and what was it lead pipes, poison, rope. Yeah. rope. yeah, it's some it's some strange. Rube Goldberg device designed yeah, yeah. to kill kill one person <laughs> and then get away with it somehow. Yeah. It's like, well, but I've got an alibi because... <laughs> I was in the observatory. <laughs> I was in the observatory and the gun I'll- went off in the library. <laughs> yeah. Ignore this incredibly long uh, sort of pile <laughs> yeah, exactly. of candlesticks uh, leading from the observatory back window. Oh, that's do- <laughs> this, this fallen dom- domino setup of candlesticks <laughs> yeah. that triggered the lead pipe to fire the gun. Yeah, that's probably unrelated. Uh- <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know where the game is on that. It was just a funny thing <laughs> to think about. <laughs> yeah, sol- solving it, I guess, but yeah. Three, two, one, quick. Shoot, as in C-H-U-T-E. Ooh, I've got proof. Crossword. Mm. <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, I guess you can have a shoot where you kind of shovel down all the proof, uh, all the crossword proof. Uh, proof the of- crossword. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Do you generate a lot of proof when you're solving a crossword? <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably do. <laughs> It's, yeah, well, it's sort of sub. You subconsciously fill in 
the words uh, with a confession of your crime, right? Like, that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, 36 down, I killed... <laughs> ah, shit. Wait, throw that out. Down the sheet. Yeah. 26 across. Oh, this bloody handkerchief that I used to... Uh, oh, no. Oops. Nope. Oh, that's, uh, that's not it. <laughs> okay, so I'm starting to see... Like, uh, if you think about um, whenever you've seen an apartment in New York in a film or something like that, they've always got, mm-hmm. like, a, a garbage chute. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm thinking is you're, it's a narrative game where you're sitting sitting there and you're doing doing your morning crossword. Okay. And you, you hear, like, something get stuck in the trash chute. Okay. And it's just outside your, outside your, your apartment. Uh, Apartment, so you go out and have a look, and I don't know whether you find a um, a bloody handprint or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So and from then is- on, you're sort of um, trying to work out via gaining proof who yeah. in the building actually mm, you know, okay. did the murder. So well, maybe this is a rear window kind of thing where you're yeah you know, a bit like locked in your room just doing your crosswords. And you're trying to simultaneously solve your crossword, but also rummage through the garbage from the chute <laughs> of all your neighbours to find proof of all the horrible murders that they've been doing. Yeah, I like that idea that you're kind of a um, a social hermit. A bit. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't actually want to talk to anybody in your building. Yeah. So the sort of things you have to do are looking through your little um, uh, what do you call it in the door. Yep, yep, uh, a little people. Bit of looking through the thing. Yep, yep, looking through the people in the door, so you get like that cool fisheye view of what's going on outside. Um, doing your crossword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then if no one's around, when you look at the people, you can go and sort of yeah, like rummage through rummage yeah. the guff. Yeah. Well, it's a shoot, so how can you rummage? I guess there's someone stuck in it. <laughs> the garbage keeps piling up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you start to get a sense of all the people around you and sort of building up these ideas ideas of, of who is in the building and what their motives might be and who, you know, who it was that died, obviously. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I like the idea of an investigative game where you literally are just doing it from your room. Yeah, I think it could be that all you're actually trying to do is solve a crossword, but annoyingly to you... <laughs> You do actually have to solve some of the the murders in the house, uh, you know, by finding the right proof uh, that's been thrown down that's the chute right. uh, in order to get the correct the correct answers for some of these crossword things. Uh, so all you want to do is really to solve your your crossword, but you get sort of sucked into it. Well, what could be interesting? Maybe you are actually like the janitor or the super of the building or something, yeah. and so you were you were down in the garbage room doing your crossword. Okay, and yep. when a body came down the garbage chute <laughs> and okay. yeah, you still yep. don't want to be bothered and you, you've still the same thing. You're looking at the peephole, but you're seeing people coming and going from the building out the peephole and also the garbage that's getting thrown down. Mm. You're, you can then look through it and you can determine things about the people who yeah, are living in the building. Piecing it's- together evidence from the from the different garbage. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like when you look through whatever your peephole into the wall or, you know, into the sorry, into the hall or something, and you see, oh, the door from number six is open and that person's come out. And then shortly after that there was uh, you know, a particular uh like a bloody uh <laughs> something or other thrown down like the confession chute. Like, note. Exactly. <laughs> okay, here's the proof, and that's number six, that guy there. Um 
Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Really having to match, exactly, match the comings and goings of the people up with what's being thrown in the garbage and- or, I mean, it could be also sort of the other way where uh, you're you're the killer and you know how on all those serial killer things, the serial killer is for some inexplicable reason kind of creating these like brain teasers for the uh, for the uh, sort of investigating, uh, you know, guys yep. to, to solve their creating like almost like little Sudokus and things with bits and pieces of the, uh, you know, of the proof to uh, kind of bait them along to the next, to the next thing to. Totally. I never quite know why, like they're, they're doing that, but. Yeah, well, maybe really maybe it's that the killer is doing that and you're just really good at crosswords. And so <laughs> the police keep like slipping them under your door. Like you're known. It's like, oh, God damn it. There's another one of these serial killers baiting <laughs> us on with crosswords. All yeah, right. yeah. We've got that guy in the building down. <laughs> he, he can solve them really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I really like that general idea of, yeah, the very rear window-esque solving of the crime based yeah, the on- the shoot on- thing could also relate into your just being a shut-in in that, you know, you don't want to talk to people and so they just communicate with you by like a dumb way to kind of shoot sort of thing that they're right. sending down the crosswords and your kind of, uh, you know, meals and stuff. Yeah, that's how um, they said it. Well, I, I, I like the idea of it being a garbage shoot just because you can do some really interesting yeah, puzzle stuff there of-, of like, oh, we saw, you know, Mrs. Jones bring the groceries in and I saw mm. that she had a big uh, tin of- Milo, <laughs> yeah, death and, Milo, yeah, death exactly, and then and then that empty tin came down with you know a bloody glove in it, yeah, um, and for one who finishes a giant tin of Milo that quickly, yeah, <laughs> so she's and, then, and if you it. looked out, if you looked out in the hall, you would see that the dead body there was covered in Milo, and you're like oh, <laughs> yes, exactly, right. the Milo killer. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, God. <laughs> let's click. Let's click again. <laughs> Three, two, one, click. <laughs> Washing, uh, speed, condor. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, condors are fast. Yeah, maybe it's about a condor who got a car washing job. Yeah, he's like a speed condor. Yeah, he can't slow down, <laughs> so <laughs> you have to like aim. Your sponge, you know, <laughs> as you slide across the top of the car, really f- as fast as you can. Without yeah, hitting maybe it. you've got know. some kind of time limit uh, that you have to get mm. these cars washed really quick with this condor. Maybe multiple condors, and you just you have to like make sure they don't run into each other. Sort of a <laughs> puzzle game. Yeah, around what, hitting what every if, spot. What if it wasn't just car washing, but mm. um, he had a washing business, so he did. Um, window washing and car washing and like clothes dog, washing. Dog so washing. Got, yeah, you've basically got a whole heap of different levels that you can create. Like I'm imagining the window washing would be on the on the easier side because it's sort of like you got four sides to a building. Yeah, yeah. so you can kind of just zoom across the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, and do okay. That's you know level level twenty three of this of this building. <laughs> you know, side one is done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You could be like a WarioWare style game where it's just basically like you're a condor, you've got to wash things, and it's just going to throw up different washing mini mini games for the condor, yeah. and you have to get through them really, really quickly. Yeah. Like throw up. You have to clean up the throw up. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. And it, and it comes down to you can only 
because you're going so fast, you can only go in straight lines and you can't turn too often because you have to sort of do a big arcing turn to come around. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about solving them quickly with the fewest turns. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> that could be I guess the biggest danger with a condor is that it accidentally mauls somebody. So maybe if there's people around, you've got to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> really avoid <laughs> yeah, well, coming in too much it, contact exactly. with them. Yeah, you have to minimize the damage you yeah, do to people. Like, oh, yeah. I earned twelve dollars from washing his jacket, but I did maul him, so maybe minus <laughs> minus a few hundred for uh, medical bills. <laughs> oh no, that that lady's you know hanging out a a blanket at, or waving a blanket out out of the apartment window, and you just take her arm off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. That's that's the negative point score definitely <laughs> on that level. <laughs> Sorry, Condor Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you- I got nothing else. Nothing else. All right, let's click. Yeah. That yeah, was a tough one. Click. Push. Uh, media. Drug. Ooh, this is political. We're gonna yeah. Political. All right. You've got to push some drugs. Make some ads. Uh, convince people they're good. Say the list of side effects as fast as possible. <laughs> um, well, I was actually thinking that media was like physical media, as in oh. like DVD or something like that. So, ah, um, yes. it's it's all about well, making like a know, billboard or a you know a poster. I was yeah. thinking um, oh, it's more around you're, you're hiding the drugs within DVD cases, <laughs> and oh, I was thinking what's on the DVDs is the drug. Ooh. So you've come up with some way of addicting people to like music or movies or something, and so you're yeah you're pushing that on them. <laughs> so right. is this is this getting a bit video game reflective about uh, you know oh yeah totally quicker yeah. games and uh, yeah horrible uh, you know. And just to be game super ironic, we'll make it a clicker game with microtransactions <laughs> mm. <laughs> and try and make it as addictive as possible. Yeah, totally. But to it's make all it about a point, it's, it's yeah. a statement game. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah, you've got the different levels. So initially, you're just handing out um, DVDs that you've burned with. I don't know what is this addictive thing that's on the DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Teletubbies. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's some like brainless kids show, but for some reason, there's something about it that, that can't be stopped watching. Um, and yeah, you click enough times and then you, you, you convince people to sell it for you and then you get ways to get it more directly into their systems through streaming and (laughs) (laughs) brainwaves. I don't know. I don't know what it could be on that. Jeez. Come on, guys. Jump in. Jump in. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) Dig up, Ben. (laughs) This one's just a bit. I've definitely, yeah, I've definitely <laughs> dug myself into a hole there. All right. <laughs> yep. Three to one click. <laughs> All right. Evening. Concentrate. Optimum. Ooh. So an evening of optimum concentration, whatever that is. You're on a date and your date really is very specific about how they like their cordial. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And so you have to get the optimum concentration. <laughs> <laughs> it says here, um, one part cordial to 
nine parts water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. No, I, I just, I have a taste for it, a seven and a half parts water. I like it a little bit sweeter. Uh, maybe your date just has a lot of things that they require a very specific way. They talk extremely fast and then you have to go and set it up and try and oh, you know, set okay. up the evening to have everything being just right from remembering, you know, their super quick kind of explanation of whatever yeah, the okay. types of food and drink and yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then what it's like, all right. To, what they're not, yeah. you know, <laughs> what their likes and dislikes are. And yeah, you I get like graded. that. So it's just series of levels, different, different couples, different relationships. And they each start with the other person just going, it's just like reeling off the things they <laughs> like. I like eggs. Like. I hate hats. Don't, yeah. I hate blue. I like black, dark blue. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then you've just got a, a bunch of tools at your disposal. Yeah. Then make the and perfect like, evening for this person. <laughs> yeah. Just schedule it out and you've got a budget and, you know, they might have said like, don't spend too much money, but you didn't hear it properly or. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm picturing that you're a date planner. And mm. what's actually happened is you've got three separate dates that you've got to you've got to plan for the night, but you've oh. mixed up all all your um like <laughs> you you've dropped your papers and they're all sort of mixed up. So you've got to try and remember what each what each person. Well, or uh, I like that, dislike. but even it, even if it's just you hear from all three of them initially, yeah, and one after you- the other, <laughs> and you kind of have to yeah you have to remember and take notes that Bradley. Um, was allergic to shellfish, yeah. and Jessica really likes romantic candlelit dinners, but Frederick, <laughs> let's go to Frederick, uh, um, doesn't like candlelit dinners and is actually very scared of fire. Yeah. So, <laughs> don't get those mixed up. And then, yeah, it's about, like, scheduling out the whole evenings or all those evenings and you could also be hearing from both people in each couple. So, you're like, mm. oh, okay, well, this person likes this. How can I make a thing that satisfies that without triggering any of the hates of the person that they're dating yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. And yeah. maybe they are some mixed max- mismatched couples as well. So, that yeah. the the one who hates fire is going out with the one who loves candlelit dinners. Yeah. So, you've got to be very careful as to- You have to find one of those fake candles. <laughs> That's <laughs> just a little piece of cloth with a like air blower under it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> an orange piece of cloth. And- <laughs> yeah, a poster of some candles or something. <laughs> I'm picturing this in a very pixel art style for some reason. Okay. I guess I was just imagining Sims. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could work too. Like watching them, I guess, play out a simulation of Papers, the date. Please, oh. I was thinking. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, yeah, no, papers, please, definitely. Yeah, just that sort of style with the different people coming up and kind of telling you the things. Yeah. And then, yeah, you'd, you would want to see it play out to some degree, I suppose, which does make it a bit more difficult there. But Yeah, but, or maybe they just come and tell you after the fact of what they thought of the date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's probably fine. You just see if a it meter went well, of you get some. Yeah, if it went well, you get some great, like, MIDI porn music. <laughs> 70s porn music with heavy bass. Uh, the ultimate reward. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they boned. That's it. So <laughs> we wanted for them. Mm. It turns out you're Will Smith the whole time. <laughs> yeah, hitch. In yeah. Hitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a hitch simulator. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the Switch. That's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, three to one click. <laughs> That's fine. All right, let's do one more and then we'll jump into our final segment. Yeah. Accident. Distraction. Uh, epileptic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it writes itself just about. Yeah, I know. There's there's some sort of big flashing light distraction uh, or flashing light thing, and you've got to distract the epileptics so they don't, yeah, <laughs> they don't look so, at it. So they don't cause an accident, yeah. <laughs> How do you distract them? <laughs> Not with flashing lights. <laughs> Sounds, smells. Yeah. You've got to distract them very subtly and calmly. So. <laughs> It's be hard to make a game of. <laughs> um, ep- yeah, I mean, epileptic is a tough one. Very tough. Uh, I'm trying to think of how you could, in a positive way, use epilepsy as a gameplay mechanic, <laughs> or at least a like a factor in the game. Um, epileptic could just be a kind of you know bit of a weird Character slang trait. to just mean. You know, lots of flashing lights and over the top sort of visual. That's uh, true. It could just be describing the game itself. Yeah. Mm. What was your intro? Uh, accident. Yeah, accident. Okay. So maybe um, it is just a game where it's a driving game where you're trying to distract the player and cause an accident. Like, <laughs> ah. that's the challenge for the player. Yeah. Is there's all sorts of shit going on all the time and they just have to watch the road. Yeah, <laughs> because you can use um because you can use strobe lights and that sort of stuff. It's really not suitable for people with epilepsy. To well, that's play. it. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but that sounds like a, a a good party game actually, where one person is trying to perform like a simple task, a driving or platforming or whatever it is, but the other people just have these incredibly like distracting abilities that they can trigger to cause flashes and stuff all over the place to make it really hard for them to see what's going on and you're just yeah. trying to basically cause them to mess up yeah yeah i like that actually i like that as a maybe like a sh- yeah i'm trying to think what the best sort of gameplay would be platforming is is interesting uh, maybe like a shoot 'em up or something would be really difficult <laughs> yeah yeah because they're already trying to dodge these like trails of bullets and things and then all of a sudden there's a bright flash <laughs> yeah. in the corner is like is that a, is that a bullet oh no ah oh, damn it <laughs> yeah shake the screen and stuff mm. that's that's kind of neat i do like that yeah uh, i wonder if it's actually a multiplayer thing then and it's that those are the sort of power-ups you get to mess with the other people because i'm just trying to think i'm just thinking it's probably not that interesting for the people who aren't doing the playing if yeah. they sort of have to wait for their recharge meter on their special attacks to just shine a light on the screen <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, well maybe they've got more than one so so that you've got to maybe wait for wait for like the big flash or the strobe effect mm. but you can also like put put down um inside the inside the driving game you can put down like roadworks or something like that just to just to right. divert them off into something into something else. Yeah, yeah, that's still I, a distraction, I guess. Yeah, I think just the core thing of trying to distract them could be mm. more than just yeah, just a flashing and stuff. But you know, trying to put up things that look like uh, uh, yeah. for a second a game element that, that that kind of misleads them to you know go the wrong way or that to think that's a bad guy or that it's a hazard or that it's not a hazard. You know, covering up hazards. <laughs> 
I love that idea that in a racing game you can put down a fake like directional arrow where they're usually yeah. telling you where the track is going. Yeah. If you just do it at the right time, you know, it's subtly different than the than the actual ones, but if you do it at the right time, they just veer off into nowhere, off a cliff. It's or- a slightly different um, shade of orange. <laughs> yeah, or just like diff- slightly different pattern to the flashing lights or something. Uh, you could have, uh, say, one person who's on the team of the driver and one person who's not. Uh, and both of those people are the ones that have got the map telling them where the car actually has to go. And so you're trying to figure out which one of these guys is directing you the right way and which one's just trying to mess you up and and, uh, give you a longer lap time. Yep. And you're just laying out these direction arrows in front. uh, And maybe, you know, you'll... In things like that, people will end up kind of developing a weird shorthand of like, mm. I'll just spawn heaps of things to try and say, look, pay attention to me. I'm the real guy, uh, you know, where if all you've got is just spawning these arrows, uh, like people develop weird kind of tics and language <laughs> of using that just one mode of expression to try and communicate with each other. Yeah, 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 I like that. Yeah, particularly if they've got a few different arrow types or, or like different things they can do with the arrows. Maybe they can move them in certain ways once they're on the map or yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> you know, when I, when I put down a right arrow and I, and I flash the screen once that means, you know, actually turn right. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it actually means turn right at the second sheep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the idea that the other person would start picking up on those too. So you're yeah, constantly yeah, exactly having to like, evolve. Okay, he's copying them. it. Yeah, oh, that's cool. All right, well, I think I think we'll leave that one there. Uh, when we have a guest on, Barney, we do do one extra segment. Ooh. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take the name of your game, and I think we'll use regular human basketball, because that's what you're uh-huh. working on currently. And we're going to throw away everything you know about that game, which is a lot considering you are one <laughs> of the two people making it. Yeah. And we're going to come up with a new game that would have that title. Okay. Uh, that matches that title, but that is not your game. <laughs> so, regular human basketball, go, that's a game. Trevor, do you have something to start with? Because it's probably a bit hard for Barney to actually <laughs> disassociate himself initially from it. Yes. What comes so, into your mind? What comes into my mind is aliens. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, they've captured, uh, say, like the American all-star team. Okay, and they've they're really fascinated by this sport of of um, basketball. Wait, what's it called? Ba- basket, <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah. So they they bring this American team to their to their planet and mm-hmm. um, to see their version of of basketball and, <laughs> and see what what's actually going wrong. Yeah. Okay. So you're there trying to fix basketball. <laughs> For these aliens. Yes. And they literally call it regular human basketball. Like, that's their name for it. Oh, maybe yeah. uh, maybe the... Uh, so, you could have, you know, it's something a bit like NBA Jam or something. But, the like, every time you have a game, a bunch of the rules have been just randomly <laughs> kind of changed because the aliens yep. don't know the rules. <clears throat> and so, you've got to play, but also be trying to figure out, why did I just lose a point there? Why? Oh, okay. <laughs> it turns out they think that you're not allowed to, you know, you're not allowed to, you can only shoot from this distance or, you know, you, yep. you're only allowed to do that. You and can't so- bounce the ball an odd number of times before shooting. You've got to always- <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's got to be yeah. an even um, amount. And why are there three balls in play <laughs> yeah, right now? Exactly. I'm not and quite so sure what's happening. <laughs> this big list of these kind of 
potential rules that are just randomized each match and you've got to kind of play against the aliens and not lose just through not being able to figure out and, you know, constantly getting fouls and, and losing points and stuff. Of course, the aliens know the rules. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, of course, you've got to try and them. avoid all the spike traps of the Vatican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some of the aliens have, you know, ten tentacles. Uh, they're really good at blocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, that could be really interesting. And just, like, trying to kind of observe the aliens for a bit to see, oh, what what rules is he? Okay, he's- Yeah, you know, how do they just get 300 points? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twice. Wait, I would see a pattern emerging. Yeah. It's only when he uses his fifth tentacle. Oh, well, that's not, that's not going to make <laughs> it easy. That's not going to work for Wait, us. Wait, does that yeah. mean I have to shoot with my dick? <laughs> I guess it is the human fifth tentacle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I like the idea that you, yeah, you can sort of create that narrative around. Well, my mind went to just- a very in a very Space Jam way that it was a single basketball player uh, had been taken and was sort of trying to to teach basketball. But no, I, I like that idea of well, and I mean maybe even it could just be that you are the single basketball player because it might make it a bit more fair if you can observe your own team members as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe your goal is just to not offend them and you know have them kind of look down on you for. Oh uh, yeah, just not offend them. So act like yeah, yeah. This is definitely this is definitely regular human basketball. And so if you don't <laughs> yeah, abide by it. their weird rules, they'll kind of you know realize that they've got it wrong. They'll be very get disheartened. Offended. Yeah, yeah, they'll be very upset. They start all start bawling. <laughs> not bawling like basketball. You know, I mean, no tears. But um, the, the problem is their tears are acidic. So <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You don't want them to get too upset because the whole court will collapse. Yeah, um, and actually, we're not even playing on a court. We're on the back of a giant elephant. So it's really. <laughs> but so they'll just be shedding big pools of damaging acid over the thing yeah. as you fail to learn the rules and show them that they got it wrong the whole time. And then the, like, new game plus is you have to go back to Earth and convince everyone of these new rules. <laughs> <laughs> and that becomes the new version of regular human basketball. Exactly, so, yeah. So, so you just call that one get- Basketball 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the s- basketball the sequel. Basketball yeah, the yeah. sequel. <laughs> this yeah. time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> All right, well, on that... Pretty awesome note. I think we'll leave it there tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us, Bunny. That was a lot of fun. No worries. Cheers, guys. Yeah, that was, that was super fun. <laughs> uh, do you want to just let our listening audience know where they can find you online and see your work? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, our website is powerhoof.com, or you can look at Twitter. I, I think we most of our updates these days are all on Twitter. So, just uh, at powerhoof on Twitter, and you can see whatever we're up to with our latest games, which is, yeah, just finishing off uh, regular human basketball, which will be, we're, we're doing online multiplayer for this one. So it's, it's taking a little bit more testing, but <laughs> pretty much ready to go. And it'll be on Steam pretty soon. Great. Um, I just realized that we've talked a little bit about regular human basketball, except for what makes regular human basketball actual actually special compared to regular human basketball because we never discussed that at the start. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can do the, the sort of quick explanation of, yeah, of sure. the game. Uh, I mean, it's basically incredibly regular basketball. <laughs> uh, so you run around inside uh, big uh, robots 
and you're a small kind of platforming character, I guess, and each robot is a little platforming environment with a bunch of switches in it, and you have to run around in there with your teammates uh, and flick those switches in order to control the the human to uh, move, pick up the ball, get over the other human, get the ball in the hoop. And so it's a bit of a quop type of thing in the end of you're just trying to do a pretty simple thing, but through the kind of... Uh, physics and the and the sort of weird controls. It's it's kind of pretty challenging. Uh, I think if you've got perfect communication with your teammates, it's it's quite efficient. But you just never never have perfect communication <laughs> at all, and so you know you just wind up upside down. And yeah, a, a bit of a bit of it was from actually me sort of seeing like a few very early shots of lovers in a dangerous space time at one point and being mm. like just assuming and just kind of thinking, oh, yeah, okay, that's going to be cool and you're going to flip upside down and the characters will fall everywhere. And then when I realized that that's not what it is, I was like, oh, I, I much prefer my like wrong <laughs> assumption about that, what that is. Uh, and I think I, I do that a lot. Like that's actually a pretty useful design tool is to Definitely. just learn a very small amount about a game and then like, you know, fill in all the blanks with with whatever you reckon is cool and then realize, oh, no, that's... You know, that's like, I think Binding of Isaac at one point someone had told me about. And I got so excited mm-hmm. about some of the ideas in it that I was like, shit, I really don't want to go and learn any more about this or it'll kill like all this kind of, you know, inspiration that I'm getting from what I'm imagining this thing is, but it almost definitely actually isn't. Uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> great. I feel like that should be a new segment on BitStorm is we, we find some obscure or some really brand new game and just um, send the other person a screenshot of it and then they, yeah. and then we come up with a game from that. Fill in the blanks, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you've got something to compare it to at the end of like, okay, well, this is what it actually and This was. is what it actually is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Oh, I remember playing um, regular human basketball at PAX last year and uh, yep. laughing my ass off just... <laughs> No one was was communicating at all because it was on it was on you know it's on the, the show um, floor and on the show floor yeah. and it's just impossible to talk to, and the fact that you had you know eight controllers set up yeah um, was pretty amazing yeah it's a uh, it's a very good game to show on those show floor things it's yeah. like there's there's not too many rules to learn and you've got heaps of players crowding around so yeah it's it's super fun uh, showing it showing it there. Yeah, the the team that I was on never scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> we got scored on a couple of times. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that either either you or Dave were playing on the other side. <laughs> uh, yeah, you often get uh, little kids coming along and kind of playing once or twice and being like, "Oh, this is cool," and then just coming back and just like schooling everybody. Like over the course <laughs> of the you know the weekend, they've just like played it heaps and become really good, and they'll just hang around there like making fools yeah. of everyone else. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to find us, we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, BitStormCast and all of those. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. We're on YouTube. Search for BitStorm there. And we are also on Podchaser, podchaser.com slash BitStorm. We're also on iTunes where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We've got a website, BitStormCast.com. I'd like to plug our friends, AGPN, uh, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for hashtag AGPN on Twitter or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. Finally, we'd like to thank Zencaster, actually, because they've Mm. provided us with the amazing recording uh, services today. Uh, So, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com. 
check them out. They've got a pretty cool uh, free recording level. And we'd also like to thank Kuridas for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. All right. So thank you again, Varney, for joining us this week. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, and uh, I've been Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. <laughs> and I'm Barney Cumming. <laughs> all right. And uh, I just want to get back to my crossword. Stop <laughs> killing all these fucking people. <laughs> <laughs>